0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. We must be careful that we do not find ourselves in these times fainting in our minds. We must remember To whom much is given, much is required. Which word do you focus on? That which is required, or all that has been given. So this is a great anecdote. This is a great preventative to fainting in your mind. It's to focus on the one who has given all. The one who requires much is first the one who has given all. So let's focus on Him, and let's continue to look unto Jesus, and let's not faint in our minds so that there won't be any outward fainting where we stop in these days. Take a listen. I hope it encourages you to go deeper with Him. To whom much is given, much is required i want you to think about this statement to whom much is given much is required now check yourself which word did you immediately focus on given or required this is this is important Oftentimes, we immediately go to the word "required." Ah, oh, so much required, so much required. We might even be at the point, depending on uh, tiredness, exhaustion, pressure, is too much is required. And as often happens with me, and maybe it happens with you is we begin to look at father what is required what what is it that you you require and we begin to think on wow how will i you know do that and accomplish that And in those moments, I'm always reminded by him that everything human has limits. Human devotion has limits. Human zeal has limits. Human passion has limits. Human work ethic has limits. Human love has limits. Everything human has limits. And some people, they may go further in their human strength than others and be quite proud of it. Others might always feel that they come up short when comparing themselves to others and they feel condemned about it. But my friends, human isn't our source. So it doesn't matter whether you've got long, deep pockets in your human strength you feel like you have nothing. Because human isn't the source that we live out of. So it doesn't matter. Neither one is impressive. Neither one is going to ever finish the race. Neither one is going to please God in that sense. And he's brought me to a place where when I hear, to whom much is given, much is required, my focus is on, given, how much, oh, how much has been given. All the requirement, my friends, comes out of what's been given. I'm going to say this again. Everything required, Comes out of what has been given. And all that has been given is in Christ. And it has no limits. And if the Father requires it, I can rest assured that He has given it. And am I spending my time in the given? Who He is? What is happening between him and me? The ever abiding in him, drawing from him, love, faith, everything necessary ability, strength, understanding, wisdom, everything. And it comes to a place where, in learning this way of life, this ebb and flow of abiding, I'm drawing from Him. And He is fully supplying, fully providing out of Himself. And there is nothing He would ever require of me that He did not first require. Of himself. You know, do you serve because you think that's what you're supposed to do as a Christian? Well, actually, our Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, they're the greatest servants of all time. It's their, it's their way of life. It's their culture, if you will, the culture of their kingdom. The Son has served the Father. The Father serves the Son. Holy Spirit loves to make it all happen. That's how they live with each other. And when their life comes into us, this is part of our nature. When Jesus said, I do what my Father's doing, I say what my Father's doing, he was expressing this is our way of life. And I serve because. Number one, I've been served (laughs) by God and by His church, His real true church, the real true people of God. And because I've been served by Him, I've been given, then to serve is a part of their lifestyle. It begins to be a part of this is how I live. It's not just something I do. Like I have these tasks I have to do, and oh, I look at the task list, and I just, oh, I can't believe I have to do all this. It's like, well, there's an ebb and flow of, you know, discerning, all right, are these these, um, aspects of my assignment? and I don't mean just in public ministry, but I mean my fabulous assignment with my husband, uh, my granddaughter, at our home, uh, the ebb and flow that this is aspects, these are aspects of my life. And am I learning that rhythm of my life? And do I know how to say no? Do I know how to say yes? And then I tap into the grace, the very ability of God, to live that out. And I am learning every day. Like something as simple as, uh, oftentimes I am standing all day when I'm teaching. But I also stand a lot at my house, meaning that I'm walking around and if you're cooking and cleaning, you don't do that sitting down. So there can be a lot of standing. It doesn't matter if I'm standing in front of people behind a pulpit, or if I'm in front of my kitchen sink, walking with my granddaughter, doing laundry. You know, talking to friends. Uh, you know, whatever it may be. And one of the things that I learn is, is wow, the older that you get, your legs just can't handle that. Okay, so you don't mind if the spiritual and practical are the same. Is there's a time when I'm realizing, even though I can't feel it when I'm doing it, right? It's like when I'm standing all day, I'm like, yeah, here we go, here we go. I'm in what I'm doing, everything. And then when like you get done and you sit down, you're like, hmm, my legs hurt. (laughs) Oh, I stood up all day. Is that wise? (laughs) Is it wise for me? to to do that. So I would adjust, right? Because I'm learning every day. Now you might think, oh, that's just so simple, but I'm not going to require something of myself. That's not required. You know, it's not required that you stand unless you're proud of how long you stand. (laughs) Unless you, you know, think, well, that's how it should be. And I'm going to gut through and it's like, hold up. I've got grace to stand. I've got grace to sit, right? And there's a learning. And sometimes we require things of ourself that are not actually required. Therefore, when the things that are required come along, we don't have the energy or the stamina. Because we expended our energy, our um, you know thinking uh, energy, working energy, on things that were actually not required. We required them of ourself. We held a standard higher than maybe what God was requiring. Maybe, as it is with many of us uh, who are called to be producers, we have to go through a really strong breaking time uh, so that we will begin to reproduce and allow others to do and to learn so that the work can go deeper and further and stronger. You know, there's an old saying that says, if I go alone, I can go fast. If I go with others, though, I can go farther. And I'm interested in going farther, not just faster. So there's a great breaking that happens within. Now, nobody else really sees it, but the breaking of that old stuff that says, well, but I'm the one that knows how to do it, and nobody else seems to do it as well as I do, well, that pride's going to have to break. Because if Jesus could put his kingdom going further, deeper, wider, stronger into the hands of people as he left the earth, right? surely you can pass things on. But there is a learning to that, because to whom much is given, much is required. And we have to look at What have we been given? Actually, who have you been given? You've been given Christ, my friends. I have been given Christ. I have been given his very life, his mind, his love, his strength. I have the very same partner, Holy Spirit, that Jesus did, who empowered him to live out his life. What is it that the Father has withheld from me? Nothing. He's withheld nothing from me. So I need to dive deep in what He has given. I need to know Him, enjoy Him, step into Him. I need to stop looking for the exit door, the escape hatch, and learning to live in the abiding ebb and flow. You know, Jesus had a tremendous work ethic, He knew when to sleep in the boat. And he knew how to walk through 40 days in the wilderness. He knew how to rise early and be with the Father. He knew how to move through the crowds. He knew how to be alone. There was an ebb and flow to his life. And it was learned. It's not automatic pilot. It's a learning. But have we set our focus towards that learning? But the first learning we must do is... Oh what we have been given. I am sitting this morning and though much is required, I don't want any self, any martyrdom to even think about touching what is to be required. Because I am focused on how much I have been given. And who has done the giving? And who has given of themselves to me? There is nothing that he has withheld from me, of himself. And this I sink into today as I stop, as I sit for a few minutes, and I think upon him. Not trying to whip up gratitude. No, that's not one. I'm thinking upon him. And I'm letting him speak to me and feed me and nourish me and nurture me. And then we will step out into that which is required together. And I will not have self bringing its sad, trash-talking, martyrdom of oh how much is required I will shoot you in the head self I will take you down by the power of the cross don't you dare touch what my father has given and what my father has required don't even come near it And as that wells up within me, that is the jealousy from the sons to the father, is when you know him, you know much has been given. And father, that which you require, and only that which you require, will I step into Now, get me ready, Father. Your way. Get me ready. You see, my friends, that kind of talk isn't me having to pump myself up. It's not me having to, you know, dig in. I'm not going to go out of here, you know, running like a zealot, right? I'm going to be able to walk with him. He sets the rhythm and the pace, Now, if you know anything about me, if you've ever read my book, listened to hardly anything I do, ever been around me very long, you do know the depth of failure that I've had in the past to trust Him. And oftentimes, people may wonder, why do certain people live the way they do? My Bible tells me that those who have been forgiven much... Love much. Hmm? Oh, there's a reason why we live the way we live. (laughs) Oh, because we have been given much. And Father, (laughs) whatever the requirement, oh, how good you are to bring me into the fold of your family that I might have the privilege to move with you. That you might have what you desire. Because my friends, you will know when you know Christ and Him crucified. You will know. Oh, you're not being punished for your failures, much isn't being required because you were so bad and this is your penance. Oh self, don't you touch this. My friends, do we know this one who is given and the one who requires? Do we know him? Are we still in our human source of, I know I should, and I'm going to be so dedicated to God. No, you're not. (laughs) God has been devoted to us. And as you receive from his devotion to you, you will find springing up out of the very life of Christ himself, a devotion to the Father. It's not of a human source, Nothing of us any longer comes from a human source. It is from the well of our salvation. It is from the well of life within us. Draw from it, my friends, with great joy, according to Isaiah 12.3. Look into the face of this one who required of himself and say, I share in his life. I'm not trying to pay God back. I'm not trying to, oh, look at all he did for me. I should do, oh, shut up, self. Shut up with your martyrdom, your sad, pitiful self. My friends, we are born of him. And out of his life within us springs forth a devotion born of Christ himself. And there is no pitiful, martyring, right? Because let me tell you what that stuff usually eventually breaks into is, I'm done. I'm finished. This is too much. It it, it eventually shows itself for what it is, Hmm? and that's necessary. We need to come to the end of self, because what it starts doing is it starts drawing lines in the sand, and I'm only going to do this much. I'm not going to do all that. Okay, Maybe all that that you were doing was not even of God. That wasn't even what God required. That wasn't even what the Father sent you out to do. But you self-imposed it. You took on some machine of ministry mindset. Let Holy Spirit sift and separate all of that. My friends, because we're about to step across the threshold into what our whole lives have been getting us ready for. And the shrinking back of the sons is going to be a very strong temptation. But I would love to be able to help navigate through that. That we go through the deep transition of coming out of that human source that's been trying to serve God, cutting deals with God over the years where we used ministry or whatever we thought it was as our own status, significance, value. Mm. Oh, come out of that and into him. Make the transition, my friends, from the house of Saul into the house of David, who is Christ. (laughs) The house of flesh, my friends, is going down. But the house of the flaming life of the Son, the one and only, is about to emerge. And those who are in it and will have the responsibility of stewarding the very presence of God himself, opening up the door to nations, opening up the door to to those who are running home, the lost and the prodigal. Oh, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell at ease in the tents of wickedness. Mm-hmm. My friends, lean into Him. Lean into all Of him that is given. And we will surely make our way. To that which is required. But hopefully your focus shifts. From all that is required. Oh to the one. Who has given himself. Hmm? We belong to him. Let him require as he will. (laughs) I'm going with him. And he's made it so he's produced this devotion in me. He produces it all. So here we go, my friends. I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at McCrady.